It's Saturday at 6. It's time for your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews and live sessions. Live from the Radio Nova studios in the Dublin Docklands. Well, hello and welcome along to Backstage this Saturday, 24th of October. Hope you're all having a great long weekend or long song, long weekend. This is Radio Nova. Of course, I'm Sinead Nivorda. I'm hanging out with you this hour. I've got such a great show lined up for you. I'm so excited to be bringing in interview with Guy Garvey, frontman of the incredible band Elbow, who after 25 years of fronting, performing, singing with the band, he's about to release his first ever solo album. We'll be hearing more on that a little bit later on. Uh, actually, very, very shortly. You'll also be hearing from Mike Scott of the Waterboys, ahead of the band's four-night stint at Dublin's Vicar Street in November. Plus, I'll be giving away tickets to the show. The renewed music from the brilliant Eagles of Death Metal, who are also going to be playing our shores very shortly. And Bruce Springsteen is in the live room. So I think ahead of our chats with Mr. Guy Garvey, the most wonderful gentleman in rock and roll, I think, yeah, we're going to play something from the band themselves. From Elbow, this is Grounds for Divorce on Radio Nova. I've been working on a cocktail called Grounds for Divorce.
music from Elvo and Radio Nova. That is Grounds for Divorce. Such a great single from the band. So Guy Garvey is actually going to be releasing his first ever solo records called Courting the Squall. It's coming out on the 30th of October, so six days away. And it was quite a surprise, I guess, for a lot of us, especially Elbow fans, because he's front of the band for nearly 25 years now. So um, I got to have a chat with him and I got to talk about you know, how different was recording with you know, a different group of musicians compared to the comfort zone of his long-standing collaborators with Elbow, what he considers will be the most fun when touring, and of course, how the whole thing came about that he decided to actually record a solo album in the first place. But um, yeah, I started off by saying that um, with the fact that I was, yeah, instead of opting for the bike option, I decided to go for the taxi option. And you won't actually believe it, but the taxi driver who picked me up was an Elbow fan himself and presented me with a choice of five uh, Elbow albums. So I ended up being soundtracked on my way to Nova with music from the brilliant album Asleep in the Back. So, of course, I got to share it with the man himself. This is Guy Garvey. Uh-oh. Yeah, he was like, I've got these albums, five albums to choose from. He's like, tell Guy he's awesome. So there you go, I told him I tell you. <laughs> Sweetheart. So, lovely man. Lovely man. Dublin taxi drivers are just the best. Obviously, your new one is brilliant. Being a busy boy with Elbow and being with them for 25 years, what eventually brought around this solo record? Uh, just a gap in the schedule, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, like, my guitarist Mark has got a, a new band called The Plumadors. An amazing three-piece. Uh, all singing harmonies, like old valve drum machine as a room section. Beautiful stuff. Uh, Craig was recently uh, producing Steve Mason from the Beta Band's new album. Oh, wow. Uh, and I just saw a gap in the schedule. I just thought, why not? Let's have a go. Uh, and it was so much fun. It was great. I got to work with people I've wanted to work with for years. Oh, brilliant. And so did you have like a, a bit of a backlog of stuff building up or did you sit down to actually concentrate on, on getting material together for it? I, I've always got writing uh, kicking about, but uh, most of it was written in the studio. Wow, really? It was a reaction to the atmosphere. It was a reaction to the people I was working with. My old friend Peter Jobson, who's the bass player from I Am Clute, I decided to have him play guitar because I've heard him play guitar many times drunk over the years. And I thought, I'll, I'll set him just outside his comfort zone and ask him to be the guitar. And it, it, brilliant. It brought out his inner Geordie Punk. Well, and, uh, <laughs> he didn't give you yeah. a slap when he suggested it first, did he? A little bit, but he was up for it. He, <laughs> he's a brave man. I was fully prepared for the record to fail. I, I didn't plan to tour it in the first place. Really? It was just literally, let's see if we can do this. Uh, and it was so much fun that listening back to it, I thought, we, we've got to take this to the stage. We've got to have fun with this. I mean, the most fun I can imagine is going to be when I play in Manchester and the rest of Elbow being in the audience. And I have no doubt in my mind the loudest hecklers I've ever heard. <laughs> the brats. That, that is going to be quite a weird one, actually, seeing them in the actual front row or whatever. Oh, the rascals. Yeah, they're well funny. Yeah. So, it's such a different thing. Obviously, you know, with Elbow, being in the band for 25 years, you get to know, I guess, how you all work together, and it's probably quite easy now in the studio. But then having, I mean, obviously putting yourself out of the comfort zone, your mate from I Include out of the comfort zone, when it came to only you getting into the studio, you know, how different was the process compared to that with Elbow? Well, that, that was part of it. I mean, Elbow are slow and meticulous in our work. It, traditionally takes us two years to put a record together wow. uh, and I, I realized that part of that is the fact that every decision takes five opinions like literally every decision yeah. uh, and I thought well if, if I'm the only writer I can decide what happens on a moment-to-moment -moment basis 
so I assembled the cast and just went with the vibe. So I, I, I'm very interested in music that's made spontaneously and that's from the hip. Uh, and, and Elbows isn't. It's very grand and architectural and an awful lot of uh, concentration on getting the message across. I hasten to point out that it's it's not a proper job. You know, somebody who's worked one shift behind the counter at McDonald's has done more work in their life than I have. Uh, but the work involved with Elbow is uh, hoping an idea gets through, being disappointed sometimes, uh, having to disappoint sometimes, whereas this was just what I wanted to do. And I can't help thinking that the term vanity project is absolutely applicable. It's... Uh, what what can I do with these people in this room at this moment? <laughs> and I've no doubt that throughout the tour it will change and every night will throw up uh, variations on all the songs we've written. Uh, uh, Angela's Eyes is the first single because quite a few of the tunes on the record are funky and upbeat and yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what people make of it. I, I've no doubt in my mind that most of the people in the audience are going to be Elbow fans wondering what I'm up to. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I think <laughs> I think we'll find it fun. Go up, but you got no proof and I feel no joy And I've been looking for my truth since God was a boy Try faith in humanity No, 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 no But it sure made a man of me Yeah, 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 yeah I was headed for an any greater I was Yes, I believe in Angela's eyes. Slipped from school and I did self-help and I never knew a leader to lead. Eat and mess, you're a lie made flesh in a house full of robbers and thieves. And no sign from the Zodiac, no, 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 no. And I want my mama on it back, yeah, yeah.
You're backstage with me, Shanae Vorda and him, Guy Garvey of Elbow from Guy Garvey's forthcoming first ever solo record, Courting the School. That was a brilliant Angela's Eyes. Elbow, what a band. They've won the Mercury Music Prize for their album, The Seldom Seen Kid. They've won the Best uh, British Award for Best British Group. In Q Awards, they picked up the award for the takeoff and landing of everything as it was named Album of the Year. So with uh, Guy Garvey coming over here to play the Olympia in Dublin on the 7th of December, did catch up with him. So um, also in our conversation, he talked about uh, someone who he's a huge fan of, Mr. Peter Gabriel, how he's been instrumental in the making of the album Coring the School and on how Guy feels, you know, the difference that he's made on music. And I also asked if there's anything else he'd like to strike off his bucket list. So the next question, with the takeoff and landing of everything being very much influenced by his then home surrounds of Brooklyn, New York, I asked Guy what he found he was drawn to lyrically with the new record. Whatever the atmosphere dictated, there was one song which was uh, working in Peter Gabriel's studio. Oh, yeah. Um, studio One at Real World Studios is situated in the middle of a mill pond. Oh. Uh, and outside there was a crane fishing around the edge of the pond. Uh, and I said, let's write that. And we went and found a sound that suited the fragile majesty of a crane fishing. Uh, and that became Juggernaut. That became, uh, that became that song. It's just all from the hip, like yeah. a real snapshot. Wow. Uh, I, we, we were going to tour this record initially. Yeah. Uh, and it was only that it was so much fun um, that we realised we, we probably should. And... My brothers in Elbow were saying, "Yeah, you should." So, yeah, that's that's why we're uh, that's why we're coming to Dublin. Yeah, December the seventh. That's going to be such an amazing, amazing show. Can't wait for it. Um, but Peter- I can't wait either. I've yeah. never played the Olympia. Oh, the Olympia is beautiful, guy. It's just a gorgeous historical venue, and apparently there's a ghost. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of friends of mine um, worked there. Like one friend of mine is working there now. And Maureen, there's a place called Maureen's Bar at the back. And this lovely old lady, well, she, maybe she's about 19 now or something. But she's still there propping up the bar. She's such a, a legend. So it's a, it's a beautiful space. But um, just about yeah. Real World Studio. So the last album was recorded there as well. And you're a bit of a yeah. fan of Mr. Gable, really, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. He, he's been um, not just inspiration, but a good friend over the years. Really? Um it's amazing what he did with his fame and success, you know, bringing world music to our doorstep uh, and also making that amazing place, which so many people have loved writing in. It's such a, a, an amazing, vibrant place. You know, you go and have breakfast. and Well, last time I was there, Rutger Hauer was there. And uh, I ended up telling him how much I loved the end of uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> and he was saying that he was telling me that he wrote most of his most famous speech. He he, he came up with it himself, wow. uh, and it's like that. Whenever you're there, you know you, you'll run into the guys from uh, the Boxer Rebellion, or you'll run into uh, members of Marillion, or wow. uh, Cat's Eyes, those guys, you know. And Steve Osborne, who's a long, uh, a, a long time friend of the band. Uh, of elbows, he he works there, so I always end up having somebody lunch with him and his family. But a beautiful cathedral built to the writing and recording of sound. Um, in a, in a time when music is uh, a little faster moving and perhaps not quite as appreciated as it used to be, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. there's there's no running back from the record shop with an LP in your hot little hands. Yeah. It's like it's there at your fingertips. 
But I think you can tell the difference between a record that's been made on the fly on an Apple Mac and one that's been made in a studio that's built purposely uh, for, for the recording, for the writing and recording the sound. So, uh, amazing. Amazing. I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to do it. Nice. We're looking forward to hearing that coming out on tour. So one last question, I guess. I mean, you've achieved quite a lot of things. You're probably ticking off the bucket list as you're going along with all your, the awards, the solar records, the, the BBC coverage of the Olympics, um, the Simon mm-hmm. Pegg movie. Is there anything else that you'd love to conquer or achieve next? First band on the moon. First band on the moon? <laughs> yeah, Elba wants to be the first band on the moon. We're willing to do the training. Uh, if anyone's willing to finance it, we'd love to do a gig over there. Lovely. I love that. Of course that. Oh, your gosh. Well, Guy Garvey, thank you so much for chatting to me today. Thanks, Sinead. Lovely to speak to you. Oh, lovely, lovely to chat. We look forward to seeing you over here in Dublin. Thanks, love. Come to the gig on the 7th. I absolutely will. I'll be one of the hecklers at the front, maybe with your band members. Right. <laughs> all right, dude. Take it easy. Yes, Sinead. Bye. Guy Garvey that you'd all know as being the front man of the brilliant band Elbow. You can catch Guy Garvey live on our shores when he takes the stage at the Olympia Theatre on the 7th of December. I will see you up the front for that one. But make sure you do get your hands on the album Courting the Squall. It is so, so brilliant. There's another great track in there as well as Angela's Eyes, the lead single. There's one called Electricity. She's a beautiful, bluesy jazz number. It's this gorgeous duet with this incredible lady. So yeah, Courting the Squall, it's out 30th of October and the gig in Olympia is December the 7th. Now coming up next we've got Connor Irwin of Radio Nova who's going to be bringing you up to date on the latest in music news including the latest in Black Sabbath's Tony Iommi and the forthcoming releases that you can look forward to getting your hands on including ones from the Beatles who are up next. This is Nova. Backstage on Radio Nova.